You're listening to the Elevate Your Brand podcast, where we talk to some of the smartest entrepreneurs and fastest growing brands on the market today. I'm your host, Laurel Mintz, a reformed corporate M&A attorney who founded award-winning LA-based marketing agency, Elevate My Brand. We've elevated some of the world's biggest brands from Facebook, Paw Patrol, and Verizon to innovative startups you haven't even heard of yet. Are you ready to elevate your brand? Keep listening. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Elevate Your Brand. I, of course, am your host, Laurel Mintz, and I'm joined today by Stella Gray, who is the founder and CEO of uh, Goods Boutique. Goods is an amazing online pop-up store that features handmade products created by international an international coalition of women. You are just like killing it right now. And you sent me the cutest sweats outfit that I wear pretty much once a week. I'm obsessed with it. But tell us in your own words, what is Goods and why did you um, launch this amazing online store? Hi, thank you so much for having me here today. Um, first off, I love hearing that you wear your sweats. I also wear mine all the time. So that makes me <laughs> happy to hear. It's that work from um, home life, you know? <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> Um, yeah, so Goods is an online pop-up store, and we feature handmade products created by women all around the world. And um, I really see my mission as two-pronged. We want to support young female artists in creative and entrepreneurial endeavors, and we also champion the fight against period poverty. Yeah. So we're officially partnered with The Pad Project, which is a not-for-profit that distributes menstrual products to girls, women, and other menstruators who otherwise cannot afford them. That's so amazing. We have a lot of companies on on the podcast that talk about uncomfortable things like uh, like menstruation, like um, you know anything related to being a woman in this world. It ain't easy. <laughs> Let's be honest. Yes. But it's important no, exactly. that we have really challenging conversations. So I love that your mission is to support uh, the Pad Project and um, and really have conversations around. Period poverty. So for those that don't know, what is period poverty? So period poverty exists all around the world. Um, and it's an inability to pay for the really expensive um, menstrual care, such as period products like tampons, pads, um, also anyone who uh, suffers from more severe periods who needs any sort of medication. Um, and actually, with COVID-19 in the U.S., the problem was really exacerbated. Um, and a lot of states are making great progress, creating free menstrual care. Um, but unfortunately, there's just disparities around the country. And so with each purchase, a certain amount of pads are donated to menstruators who otherwise could not afford them. I didn't realize that it's gotten worse over COVID. I guess that makes sense. Um but how did tell us how you got involved with um, that particular um, cause? How what you know why that cause? Why you why uh, why goods? So actually, um, I got really involved initially just by watching um, Period End of Sentence, which is an Oscar award winning movie, um, which was featured on Netflix. And one of the directors of the film is actually a fellow student of mine at Yale. And so I watched this movie. I was so moved by it. 
and I reached out to her. She's older than I am, Sophie Asham. And I was just saying, I'm so inspired by your work. And I'm actually looking to start this startup. And I really want it to be tied to a mission because I feel very strongly that all shopping should come and spending money should come with helping people and giving back and making an impact. And so I ended up talking to her um, and I was really inspired and reinvigorated and giving to the pad project. I love it. I love it. And how do you find these women who are creating these amazing products all around the world? Because there's a pretty wide range of products offered on uh, the boutique site. And for those of you who would like to shop and give back, it's Goods Shop, G-O-O-D-Z dot shop. Um, that's the Goods Boutique. So make sure you go there, check them out. Also, of course, follow them on Instagram, which is at Goods dot boutique, G-O-O-D-Z dot boutique. Um, and you can see all the amazing women that they feature. But how do you find all these incredible women? So I think to properly answer this question, I'll kind of go back and also explain how I started Goods, which was a really organic process. Um, but I was bored in quarantine and I was seeing that all of these extremely talented artists and designers and creators my age, a little bit older, a little bit younger, were with this new time on their hands, um, they were using their creative skills and painting shoes. They were making jewelry. Um, they were designing jean jackets. And I wanted to find a way to help them sell beyond just their Instagram followers or just their friends' followers. And I was thinking, why not create a site that's an aggregate that pulls all of this talent together and we can expose these amazing artists and also curate a site that really just has the coolest, chicest, and most unique items um, created by small businesses and female-owned um, businesses. And it is really chic. I mean, the, the pro- obviously, the mission is super important, and we're so grateful for the work that you do around the period project and the the intentional shopping. I like you said before. I think that when you consume, you need to consume um, your and and show the world that you're voting with your dollars, basically, and that you need to yeah. make sure that every purchase that you make or as many as you can, there, there's an impact, a social good impact. I actually believe that it's a generational thing. And I, it's one of the things that I appreciate the most about the millennial generation is that you guys really show up. And I'm assuming that you're in that generation. Is that fair? Yes. Yes. I am <laughs> um, 20. <laughs> you really show up and you don't let people get away with bullshit, right? You're like, this is not okay. This the way that things have been done historically is not okay. And we're here and we're going to change it. And, um, you know, shopping with intention is one of those really, really important pieces. So I love that you're doing that. Um, so, but at what point did you decide I was, you're, I'm going to actually make this and, and run with it. So I think people who are listening in other entrepreneurs and entrepreneurs, they're always interested in that, what they call the Oprah aha moment. Was there a moment when you were like, I've got to, I've got to do this. I don't have an option. So, I think that moment actually started, I had started a not-for-profit where I was solely tie-dyeing um, and I was raising money for Montefiore Medical Center, which is the largest hospital in the Bronx for COVID-19 first responders. And what I discovered is that I was able to sell over 900 pieces of tie-dye, like the tie-dye you're wearing um, and I wear so frequently. Um, and I raised over $50,000 for Montefiore Medical Center. And what I saw was I can have serious sales and serious impact in this case 
without owning a brick and mortar retail store. Right. And I was thinking, if I can do this and I see all these other really talented either friends or Instagram followers or even just looking through catalogs of uh, art school students and what they're creating, um, it seems like it would be a missed opportunity to not create something online together. So I think my aha moment for this idea that I'd been thinking about happened after I saw how much impact um, and how and the serious sales I could have uh, just from working out of my house. Yeah, that makes sense. I'm going to ask a question that that it may be a little uncomfortable, which is, well, how is this different than an Etsy? Because I know a lot of artists are on Etsy. It's a big platform already. Is it really truly about the curation? Yes. So that's exactly what I would say. Etsy's amazing. Um, but it's very overwhelming. Mm. And the idea of goods is that every single piece that I put up and before I accept any artists, I say, does this fit our aesthetic? Is this something I would personally wear? Um, and I spend a lot of time making sure uh, uh, quality over quantity, which mm. I think is what really separates us from a store or website like Etsy. Sure. And the fact that, of course, Etsy doesn't have that mission-driven component, although I think as a corporation, they do give give back, of course. But I think that having that mission first, quality first, artist first mentality is really your biggest differentiator. Yes. Uh, so what's next for, for goods? Uh, what is, I know you recently launched, so this is still a relatively new brand. I can only imagine that you have great vision for the future. What does that look like? So for me, I really want growth. Um, ideally, I could get somewhere near a hundred artists. And I think what's really exciting about it is that with each artist, we get a whole new set of creative products. Um, I really think none of my artists are the same. Um, and I love hearing their perspective, um, the newest trends. And I think growing the business is so important for me. I also think now that I see this business in a post COVID world, um, doing more things in person, Um, I'm on campus right now, so I've been talking to a few of my artists who are actually here with me and just being able to do any sort of in-person showcase or pop-up shop um, is something that's really exciting and actually is unique uh, to a brand that started in COVID where that was impossible. Yeah, it's like reverse engineering IRL. (laughs) It's quite funny. (laughs) Exactly. Um, I love that. We're going to take a really quick break. We'll be right back. Enjoying the episode? I certainly hope so, but we have no way to know unless you tell us. After this episode, please leave us a review on your podcast app of choice and let us know what you love and what you want to hear next. This podcast is all about you, and how else are we going to elevate your brand unless you talk to us? Thanks for tuning in, and if you are just now chatting with us, we are talking with Stella Gray, who is the CEO and founder of of goods, which is a, uh, a really mission-first driven online boutique that features some of the most incredible female artists from around the world and um, some of the flyest gear, I have to say. I feel like I'm cooler just knowing that this site exists because I'm way older than you, Stella. But like when that <laughs> outfit showed up, I was like, oh my God, I'm cool again. Thank you. <laughs> it was really fun. Um, that is definitely your... <laughs> not true, but I'm happy to have provided that. <laughs> a cool moment. I had a moment of cool. Um, <laughs> so share with us some of the artists that you're featuring right now and what makes them so unique. 
Yeah, so I'm featuring all different artists um, from around the world. And one artist I'll talk about, Tabby Sneakers, takes Air Force Ones, Adidas, um, Nike shoes, and she hand paints on them. And I think something that's so cool and exciting about her products is that um, not only can you customize your initials or pick one of her really unique designs, um, but she takes a shoe that's really, I would say, trendy and popular, but also pretty, um, people would say, basic. Like maybe if you wore Air Force Ones, you'd be matching with a lot of people. The same thing for Reeboks. And she puts a whole new spin on them. And every time I'm wearing them, and I know um, customers have reached out to me to say the same, they everyone comes up to them and are so impressed and shocked by how unique they are. Um, and they truly take these shoes and turn them into art. Um, and so cool. another one of my artists who I'd love to feature is Creature Comforts. And she hand embroiders animals. And one of her most popular products right now is a custom pet embroidery. So people will send in pictures of their pets um, we've done a bunch of dogs, some cats, um, and she is so talented and is able to replicate your pet on sweatshirt, sweatpants. She's even gotten requests for baby onesies. Um, and she's so talented and, uh, her work is very exciting, especially because people love their pets. Uh, I mean, I'm obsessed. Included. I have two fur babies and I'm totally obsessed with them. I'm already thinking that those would be really fun, uh, gifts for the holidays. What else is on trend this year for holiday? So another thing that's on trend this year is loved vintage design. And her work is really cool because she takes old vintage designer pieces and she refurbishes them. They're all authentic. And she takes the chains and the original charms and turns them into these super beautiful, elegant necklaces, bracelets, uh, chokers. And they're amazing holiday gifts. They're such special pieces and they're all one of a kind. And who doesn't love a one of a kind gift? I mean, there's cachet and gifting it. And then of course there's, there's the beauty of receiving it. Um, okay. So um, custom, it sounds like is the wave of the future. People want to be differentiated. They want to wear something that maybe mass marketed like a Nike because they love the comfort of a sneaker like that, but they want it to be uniquely them. Is that a fair statement? Yes, I totally agree. And I think we've seen some of the best success with our unique products. Yeah, I think that makes a whole lot of sense, especially when your your whole concept is around curation, you have to bring it with the unique products and, um, and artists that you that you're featuring. Now I'm an art collector. Um, we have a lot of art on our walls. But I don't think people often think about the art that you wear. Um, how would you respond to someone that says art is just for the walls? I would say that art is expression and creativity and choosing clothing that you wear, jewelry, shoes. I think that all fits into expression, creativity, and beauty. Um, and I think fashion is just another sec sector of art. Um, and I'm obviously very passionate about <laughs> it <laughs> as I chose to start um, a fashion <laughs> store. Yeah, I love that. And you also recently got featured in some really great press. Share with us some of your big hits that you've gotten. Oh, yes. Thank you. So I was saying that we had previously been an only e-commerce site, um, but that's slightly false because we had a pop-up store in New York City 
um, at the Star at Lehigh building. And actually, uh, CBS ended up coming and they covered our whole launch party, um, talking about the pad project, highlighting a bunch of our artists and capturing the event. Um, and that was very exciting for us and also generated great sales um, and also um, helped us with a lot of momentum, gaining new artists, especially artists internationally who hadn't heard about goods before. Oh, that's actually a really great point. So if someone's listening in and they want to get involved on the artist side, what's the best way for them to do that? So they actually, if you go to your, if you go to the site, goods.shop, if you scroll down to the bottom, they say you can drop us a line to contact us at contact.goods at gmail.com. Um, and you email and you send some products uh, and then I'll set up a meeting with most of the artists and get to talk to them. Um, but I love when artists reach out. It, it's definitely a highlight of the whole process. You must have just the coolest shit in your apartment. <laughs> it must be just like a shopper's dream. Um, so we talked a little bit about when you started up. So what are some of the lessons that you've learned along the way? I know that there's a lot of young entrepreneurs listening in. Um, what are some of the biggest lessons and takeaways um, that you can offer to our audience? I think my biggest lesson to young entrepreneurs would be just to say, just do it. Mm -hmm. Um, I, I joke that I love doing polar plunges in the winter and I think starting a business is similar. If you overthink it, there's no way you're going to get in. Mm -hmm. Um, there's always going to be setbacks. It's going to seem freezing. Um, there are a lot of reasons why you would be scared or hesitant. Um, but I think the point of starting your own business is you miss a hundred percent of the shots you don't take. You might as well try, even if it doesn't go as well as planned, or there are obstacles, um, you gain so much even through the process. And I think I'm really grateful um, to have started before I thought about all the obstacles I would face. Um, yeah. So that would be my biggest thing is to just start um, because it's really, it's really an exciting process. It is. It's all the feels, right? It's it's scary. It's exciting. It's nauseating. It's thrilling. It's, yes. It's really literally everything. And let's be honest, it never goes fully according to plan. That's actually part of what I love about the entrepreneurial journey, that you have to figure it out and get it done. Pivot on a dime. Um, make shit work no matter what. And also accept failure from time to time. I mean, that is certainly a part of the process. Although you haven't seen a whole lot of that. You've been extremely successful in launching this brand. Um, what do you think your particular secret to success is? Thank you. I think um, an enthusiasm and passion for it. I think with most things, you get out as much as you put in. Mm. Um, I also think it's really important uh, to focus on advertising in this day and age. And I think Instagram has been an amazing platform for me. And I've been able to reach so many more people um, in this technology era. And I think that's definitely a benefit of being able to start a company uh, when you're young and a lot of friends and a lot of people are on social media platforms and eager to discover new companies and especially to support small businesses. Yeah, I totally agree with that. And, you know, I'm on the marketing side of the world. So it's very refreshing to hear someone say that you've got to advertise because I think so many new brands, they think, well, I have the most amazing products or services in the world. And that may well be true. But the truth is, is that 
or, um, uh, you know, organic growth is very rare these days. Virality, other than on a TikTok platform, is very rare these days. So making sure that you have great content on the right channels and that you're backing it up with advertising is really refreshing to hear. You've got to, I know it's an old adage, but you've got to spend money to make money. That really does apply in social. You've got to run ad campaigns to increase your existing audience while you're also selling through to your, or to your new audience while you're selling through to your existing audience. I love that. How do you create great campaigns that you think really land? I think um, organizing around holidays is really helpful. Um, I think also doing the occasional like end of season sale um, really incentivizes customers to get on the site. And I find that even if one product is on sale, as you like typically tend to do when you're shopping, you fall in love with a different product. And so you end up spending more overall. Um, I also so think that these custom pieces that I was talking about um, are really good advertisements because once you see that someone put up a picture of their dog and turned it into a sweatsuit, you're inclined to do the same for yourself. Um, and I think that's been like very successful for us. Yeah, I think that's absolutely true. Like when you see your, your best friend or someone who's aspirational for you or an influencer that has some unique product, that's, you know, that's kind of the, the definition of um, going viral, right? You want someone to completely repeat that process. Although, like you said, all these pieces are totally unique. So no one's ever going to get the exact same look and feel, but it is that aspiration of, I want that same unique thing that I see out in the universe. Um, and it creates that cycle. I love that for you. Uh, we're going to take another quick break. We'll be right back. We are thrilled that you've joined us here on the Elevate Your Brand podcast. But did you know we have a ton more useful content on our blog page? Make sure to go to elevatemybrand.com and check out the tips and tricks that we share with you every week on how to elevate your brand via marketing, advertising, branding, messaging, social media, you name it, we've got your back. All right. Before the break, we were talking a bit about advertising and marketing and how that's been a great platform, social specifically for the brand. Um, what else in terms of the IRL experience, are you going to do big build outs? Are you going to let it be more organic? What's your vision for, for the future of shopping with goods when it, you go back to that real life experience? I think as of right now, we're going to stay um, as an e-commerce platform just because we've seen um, such success and also financially um, a lot of savings without paying for rent anywhere. Mm -hmm. But I like the model of being able to be more flexible in terms of pop-up shops and potentially um, almost, yeah, I would say like pop-up stores that are in flux. Because mm -hmm. I do think there still is such a power to being able to try on a product, see it in person um, that can never really be translated across a screen. I agree with that. And so I think that kind of what I was mentioning earlier about right now I'm on campus as I'm still a student um, and being able to utilize campus energy and the fact that I have some artists on campus with me um, means I could do some smaller scale things um, until potentially I did another big pop-up shop like the one uh, that was actually featured. I mean, pop-ups are so smart for so many reasons, but I would imagine just like here in LA, in New York, the um, the real estate market has been really wonky and there's a lot of vacancies. I would imagine that that's going to continue for a little time um, and that you will be able to go in and like you said, use your dollars more wisely. I think gone are the days of going instantly into a brick and mortar experience. 
unless you're a heritage brand that has a lot of money to back you up. Because the truth is, is that you should be able to use these pop-ups to see if maybe three, five years down the road, you maybe do want to open a brick and mortar. Doing pop-ups in different locations will show you where your audience really is. I, I think it's such a smart approach for brands of all scale, truly. Thank you. Um, in the last few minutes we have, I'd like to ask some personal questions. So these are just a little quick fire. Um, what is the one thing you could not live without during COVID and you can't say any of your own products? Uh, definitely my sisters. Um, Aww, I've, I have three sisters, so we're four girls, and I could not have uh, gone through quarantine without them. I love that. I have a younger sister myself and she has been my rock. We actually do a, every Tuesday we do a taco Tuesday where we hang out, we work out and we eat and drink. And I totally agree. Family is everything. Um, you're lucky that your family is all, uh, is your family all in New York as well? Yes, um, they are. And we were all quarantining together, which I was, which made it much, much better. <laughs> Although I'm sure you had moments because I know my sister and I have our moments. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I think uh, well, all the, siblings the, have their moments. Right. Uh, the next question I ask is always vice of choice. Like what is your go-to cocktail? But since you're not of drinking age, I can't ask that on the um, podcast. But what I would like to know is how do you de-stress? Like what, when you are uh, away from the business, and we all know as entrepreneurs, we're never truly away from the business. But what is it that you do that, um, really re-energizes and fills your cup back up? Um, I would say going on walks or um, right now I'm in New Haven, so this isn't as viable, but I love hiking. I think for me, anywhere being outside is what I find uh, the most regenerative. I agree. Uh, and the last question is, what is your favorite word and why? And this could be something that has had real meaning to you over time or just something that pops into your head for this conversation. My favorite word, I think I'd have to go with serendipity um, and just the occurrence and events by chance of something happy or beneficial. And I think that describes also entrepreneurs, because I think there's a lot that's serendipitous about the entire uh, experience. I love that. Uh, well, as I said, make sure to shop early and make sure to shop with companies like Goods that really walk the talk of doing better in the world and providing revenue for artists that really need our support right now. So as you are out there doing your holiday shopping, make sure to check out, check out Goods, uh, Goods Boutique and, uh, and get your holiday shopping early. Any final words of wisdom, Stella, before we wrap things up? No, thank you so much for having me today. This was really special and I'd be so appreciative if anyone listened, checked us out and followed us on Instagram. But thank you so much. This has been awesome. It's absolutely my pleasure, Stella. I'm so impressed with what you have done. I'm so impressed with not just the platform that you've built, but really the the mission behind it. And, and you're setting such an amazing example for young women, young entrepreneurs everywhere. You don't have to be VC-backed. You don't have to know everything to go out and get it done. And you really did go after your dream. And it's so inspiring to see. So thank you so much for sharing some time with us today. Thank you. And thanks to everyone who tuned in. Stay tuned for more from Elevate Your Brand coming up next.